0: Hi, everybody. This is Yeehaw
1: Bob Jackson from Port Orleans Riverside at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. And you're listening to the Communicore Weekly.
0: Welcome to Communicore Weekly. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. I think I can. I think I can.
2: We'd
0: like to welcome Chris Wood from EverythingWDisneyWorld.com. She recently spent a few days at Walt Disney World, and Jeff, did you want to say anything about that? I'm, a, I'm a little bit jealous, but you know, what am, what am I gonna do? It's yeah, fine. just don't be, don't be a hater. Um, and we wanted to bring her on to discuss the brand new Casey Junior Splash and Soak Station and get her ideas and see what she thinks about it. So, Chris, tell us a little bit about the Casey Junior Splash and Soak Station.
1: Well, if you've seen the pictures, it, I don't think you can really get a good idea of how large it is. It's actually much bigger um, then it looks in all the pictures. It's, it's pretty huge. Inside. Um, well there's, you know, it's a big circular area and there's steps going down to it on one side. And then on the other side, if you've been there already and you know where the bathrooms are, um, we know where really, the bathrooms are. Yeah. Yes. I mean, George, it's about 15 feet from the entrance of those bathrooms. So, um, and, and at one point, you, you know, between there's like a, um, a cart where they're selling towels and 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 flip-flops how clever of them. So that's
2: clever marketing for them Good
1: it's really actually Disney. very smart right for those parents who forgot to bring you know Crocs or whatever but or, anyway or, um, or didn't know yeah oh yeah it's true so it's a big it's a big round area and there's you know there's like a little circus train and there are, you know um, giraffes and other animals that squirt water at the kids and then of course there's a the little train at the front it's really well done um, you know, artistically it's, it's beautiful, but as far as what it does for the kids, I mean, we were there several times and no matter what time of the day, and at one point we were there at about 10 o'clock at night, kids were playing in the water. And if, if you remember the old, you know, boat, Donald's boat, where they had that really lame water play area, this is (laughs) nothing like that. This is the kind of place where if you're within 10 feet of it, you're going to get splashed yourself. So parents should just be prepared, bring, you know, a change of clothes definitely bring shoes that they can you know wear when they're wet like crocs or flip flops or something and um it's fantastic and i know a lot of people were actually complaining about the um
2: the gate the, around it
1: yeah it yeah really i was gonna ask look, you about that it doesn't look that bad in person
2: mm-hmm. oh that's good so it doesn't really take away from the aesthetic feel of the train
1: i don't think so i mean maybe a tiny bit but i it's probably necessary it's, well, i know it's
0: when when we were there earlier for the the Casey Junior soft opening or when they first debuted it, everything looked beautiful and fantastic, and just it was overwhelming how good it looked. So I, I, I'm assuming this continued that same general feel.
1: Yeah, well I don't know if you remember also when we were there the last time, they didn't have that um, that stroller parking area with all the the you know stonework and everything. That's even well done, and everything over there looks great. So hopefully it'll continue to look good when they open everything else up.
0: I think it will. So do you think this is going to change the way people uh, do the Magic Kingdom now? Since they've got this gigantic wet area. It's like a kid magnet.
1: Well, I think a lot of parents are going to hate it. You know, okay. if, you're, if you you make a good point earlier on that that if you don't go in prepared, you're either going to be that person buying the flip-flops and the the little outfit and everything, and the towels, or you know, you're going to be hating life. So, <laughs> you know, it's going to be hard to get kids out of there. I I they were so Kate's, happy. It's going to be hard
2: to get me
0: out of there.
1: <laughs> I know. I actually did see adults in there. I saw some adults playing in there, some teenagers and stuff. So.
0: Well, do you think it's uh, is it a difficult place to have your kids running around? Or do you feel like it was pretty safe? There were many ways for them to exit, I guess is what I'm asking.
1: You know, I guess um, there's really only two at this point, there's really only two sides because, you know, they have the wall on the ah. other side protecting what's going on on the other side. So in Fantasyland expansion, um, you know, I mean, it, it wasn't too bad. You definitely have to keep a close eye on them.
0: Okay. And I, I know you got to take a peek inside the new Dumbo queue. Uh, Any thoughts about that?
1: Uh, It looked pretty good, you know. I mean, beautiful detailing. We we don't really know how it works because every time we went through, you could go into the queue, but you couldn't go into the play area. So I'm not exactly sure what goes on in there. I'm sorry to say, Um, but I would would think it's
2: playing. Playing probably (laughs) goes on in there.
1: You know, actually, they put them to work. There were little looms that I could see. The kids were all weaving. So I mean, you know,
0: clever.
2: um,
1: that's how they they were they were
2: weaving the towels to sell to the parents at the play area <laughs> That's Genius. Brilliant,
1: actually Genius. you know it's it's synergy. That's what Disney's all about. Um, no, they were just, you know, it, it was just a big play area with things they could climb and and walk through and and things like that. It was very well done. You know, again, just beautiful,
0: well, Chris, we'd like to thank you for coming on if you want to go ahead and take a second and tell us where we can find you. We know everything w dot com, Facebook or
1: I'm on Facebook it's Facebook slash everything Wdw and I post pictures and other pithy comments every day about Disney World not about my personal life
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing pithy to say about Walt Disney World ever 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 so so make sure you head over to the Facebook page and we'll put links up as well and make sure you like it
2: he's a he's a because we all like to hear listen up to
0: the words from his ah! It's George's Book of the Week. One Day at Disney was published in 1999 and is a singular look at 24 hours spent in the entire Disney theme park empire. 16 photographers spent 24 hours in the different parks and captured over 3,000 images. And this is a quote from the introduction. We begin our story at closing time, midnight, at Disneyland in California when it is 3 o'clock in the morning in Florida." nine o'clock in the morning in France, and five o'clock in the afternoon in Japan. The photographers took photos of everything. Children interacting with characters, cast members cleaning the empty and darkened parks, groundskeepers mowing golf courses in the early morning, guests rushing to attractions, and all the parades and more. But surprisingly, they didn't show any bathrooms. Weird. Very weird. Well, my favorite photos by far were the ones taken behind the scenes. Some of them were of cast members painting trim pieces, cleaning and detailing animatronic figures, fixing costumes before a parade, or even just taking a short break. You really get a sense of the activity that takes place during the day at a Disney park and during the closed hours. One Day at Disney really makes you think about the entire operation of Disney theme parks worldwide. When you're watching the 3 o'clock parade in Florida, Disneyland Paris is closing at 9pm. Tokyo is starting the opening procedures at 5am and the Disneyland crowd is setting down for lunch. It is also a great armchair book for people that want to get a peek into the other parks as well as a peek into some of the stuff that happens behind the scenes. When this book was released in 1999, we didn't have the age of digital photography that we, that we have today. Books were one of the few places you could see stellar photography about the parks. My only criticism for the book is that the Walt Disney World photos are very hit or miss since there is so much geography to cover. But this is a great concept for a book, and it is one I would love to see Disney revisit. And you know, in this case, the old adage rings true the Disney Empire on which the sun never sets. Here's another minute that you can't get back. the review. Well, everybody's been talking about the latest Disney Pixar film, Brave, and we thought, you know, we've got to add our two cents and do our 60-second review. Wink, wink. Yeah, laugh because it's always about four minutes long. Well, uh, both of us had the opportunity to see it, separate theaters, separate states, so we didn't get to see the live reactions, but we're going to go ahead and give you what uh, what we thought about it. I was really, really excited about this film based on the concept art that I'd seen, I was really looking forward to it. Yeah, that book you had, uh, a lot of gorgeous pieces of artwork in that book. Yeah, it, it really blew me away. Um, I, 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 you can't not look at that amazing red hair against that Scottish tableau and not think this is gonna be stunning. Uh, We saw it at 1.30 on a Friday, and the theater was half full, which was, uh, I thought, a fairly good sign. When we had seen The Avengers on opening day, there weren't many people there. But um, the film, I think we're both going to agree, is completely gorgeous. Uh, It was stunning. Stunning. Yeah. Uh, The animation is at the point now where it's almost photorealistic. Uh, All the comments on the Mice Chat review and that I've seen on Facebook were that people couldn't believe that the horse looked real and acted real. So that was an interesting point. Uh, characters were still sort of that caricatured Pixar thing because otherwise it might look too creepy. Uh, I thought the the acting was top notch. All the character voice acting was phenomenal. I loved the story between uh, Merida. I can't do Scottish. I can't do life. Scottish. Jeez. Don't even, don't even um, bother. Yeah, and her mother, because you know I've got a teen of my own, so I could sort of see that interplay that they were doing and wanting to grow and hold on to their family, but but uh, it still wasn't enough for the whole story. It just wasn't enough to fuel it. Uh, sort of the end middle section got real muddy for me, and it was kind of weird. And and you know something I didn't think about till today: the witch wasn't really good or bad. She was aloof. And felt like she was only there because they needed magic for the story. They needed so, a
2: character for that exposition of of the magic explanation, yeah, and it, yeah. she was she was there, and it, she it served was, her purpose, and she was, it was gone.
0: Yeah, it was good, and it was you know she was a funny character, and you laughed at her, but it was just odd. Uh, I thought the myth and the fable of Mordu was a great part of the tale, but it wasn't given enough attention. And honestly, my biggest, biggest, biggest complaint: I wanted more of the triplets. They were funny. When they the were on screen, they were awesome great. and there just wasn't enough of them. So Jeff, I've rambled. Let's let's hear what you think about it.
2: I I, I didn't hate the movie, but I also didn't love it. I <gasps> I, I enjoyed it. I just thought like you, I, I thought it could have been a lot more. Um it it was absolutely gorgeous looking and it was probably the most breathtaking scenery I've ever seen in a Pixar film. Okay. And there were a lot of times where I would like I wouldn't be paying attention to anything else. They'd be talking but i'd be looking at the background because it was so cool looking
0: yeah i found myself looking at merida's hair and yeah, wondering. how distracting was that it was, was fantastic yeah
2: they really they really up their their hair programs uh, monsters <laughs> incorporated that's right <laughs> um speak and merida i thought she was a very strong female lead mm-hmm. and she was a perfect perfect character she just wasn't given that much to do in the story i mean you know she had she had this quest i won't ruin it for people who haven't seen it but she had this quest to take on but it just seemed like there was something missing from the rest of it there was no really big antagonist of the story you know th- the myth behind mordu was awesome yeah. but i also felt that that character was kind of underused and he, he was thrown in kind of just to have some kind of opposing force building up and then used at the end i, I thought he could have been used a little little better sure um Like you said, also, the witch was a standout scene. For those who didn't catch it, that's where the the, uh, (laughs) Pizza Planet truck was. For like two seconds, I saw it. I was like, ooh, ooh, there it is. (laughs) She was a great character, but she was gone, you know, as soon as she served her purpose, which was kind of upsetting. Um, My overall reaction was, it was good. Um, At least it wasn't Cars.
0: That's how I felt. Ooh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, everybody in my family seemed to like it. Most people were really – the, the, the feedback has been really positive. Most people said it was great but not their favorite film. But I'm telling you, the one thing – the comment I saw over and over again and talking to other people that took young kids or had young kids in the audience, even though there was no big antagonist, Mordu really wasn't an antagonist. He was big and monstrous. This is a giant bear we're talking about. Scary, frightening, and there were scenes that were really way too much for the under five set. Uh, there were parts where I was going, whoa, okay, what just happened? And it, it, there were, um, even in the showing we were at, there were a couple kids that were, that, that left. Well, I guess their parents it, took them. It was them. a they little, leave, little but,
2: intense on those parts. I can definitely yeah, see that.
0: Which, which was strange for, you know, you think with a Disney Pixar film. But, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I think everybody needs to see it because it is a gorgeous film. And it, it's a good summer film. I think everybody will
2: like it. I agree. So see it, you know, you'll definitely enjoy it. Um, again, could be a little more to it, but I, I still like it.
0: Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. Hey, look, what's that? It's a five-legged goat. <laughs> the Imagineers have been piling on a ton of fantastic five-legged goats, especially in one of the newest areas of the Magic Kingdom, Storybook Circus.
2: Yeah, exactly, uh, in especially the Casey Jr. Splash and Soak area. Each of the four cars has a two-digit number on the back, 71,
0: 82, 89, and 98. And, and as any Disney enthusiast will know, these are the years that the Walt Disney World parks opened. And you know, sadly... The car for the Animal Kingdom with 98 is still only a half-day car.
2: But it's got a, a lot of really intricate details that you can take some time to study and, you know, just just really appreciate there. At least for half a day. Well, probably a whole day because there's a lot to take in. Thanks so much for watching. Be sure to leave us a comment and rate us on iTunes. Email us at communicorweekly at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com
0: slash Weekly. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Imagineerding, and he's at Jeff Heimbuck. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And we're from Mice Chat. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time
2: on Communicore Weekly.
0: Brown chicken, brown cat.